Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Check, 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 one, two, live from Pivovar. Please bear with us as we adjust our live settings. If you are here for the triple option, don't worry. We'll start. Just a little bit of a shorter show today. I'm alongside Zach Burke. That's me. Oh, there we go. That's me. Uh, test, 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 check, check. Just making sure that we sound great. I mean, my voice always sounds great. But... Yeah, it absolutely does. Five Sports, powered by Sikkim365.com. Welcome to the Triple Option. Here's your host, Paul Catalina. Thank you for joining us. Yes, uh, those of you who have uh, waited, we are on a little bit late. This is Zach Burke, a very old friend of mine. Uh, he's he's like a baby brother to me. Yeah, I'll accept that. I like that. I don't mind yeah. that at all. Oh, yeah, he's like a baby brother to me. We, um, you started out interning at our station mm -hmm. when I was probably a year old, uh, a year old, a year a year in. Mm -hmm. I think maybe a year and a half, mm -hmm. and you and I worked together there for, for quite some time. Uh, about uh, 10 years? About a decade together, yep. uh, and then you left before um, shit got real. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just, uh, just, uh, <laughs> out at the right time, maybe? Yeah, uh, yeah you, you, you did, but uh, if you're wondering where we are, this uh, lovely place behind us is Pivovar in downtown Waco. Uh, we are right near the silos, and it opens up at four. We're going to do uh, this show and uh, 365 Sports from here today, uh, so uh, we hope you enjoyed. It's a really cool place. It's a, a Czech-inspired uh, restaurant and bar. Uh, Zach, have you ever been here before? I have not. You've not. They have, uh, and uh, you'll see the executive chef uh, walking behind us here in a second. They have uh, schnitzel here, uh, and because that's Czech, you know, in German. But it is very good. And the beer, um, if you can see over here to this side of me, they make all the beer here on site. We are actually sitting in front of two empty 
uh, mash barrels uh, here, uh, which is where they, they make it. So it's, it's a pretty cool place, especially really cool. for a guy like me to be, as you know. Uh, yeah, no. I enjoy the... Uh, Accoutrements? Yes, and the, I'll just call it the alcoholic arts. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Yeah, I, I like do. That. Uh, we have a lot to talk about today, and it is uh, because the college football playoff uh, is changing before it's even changed yeah. already. And Zach and I will talk about that in a second. Zach now works at Rogue Media, who is our, our, our podcast partners and the ones who are uh, putting on this event. It's a big day for Rogue. You've got different events going on all over the city. Uh, but this is a, a cool thing for us to be here. And again, it's not open right now, but we had to do a test run before we do a three-hour show and make sure that it works so yeah. that you know we didn't embarrass ourselves or... <laughs> Or Pivovar, which could honestly happen. <laughs> well, <laughs> it but it's not going to be because of the setup. No, absolutely, absolutely not. Um, and but uh, Zach, you and I, we we've been through some times. <laughs> I want some people to know we have been through like late late nights, like working. A lot, um, yeah. Uh, you guys being still at the radio station when we came back from the panhandle doing a game one time because you had so much work to do. Yeah. Uh, and we had a meeting that like lasted until about two o'clock in the morning. Um, uh, the best part about that was, is yeah. that we would have the meeting. And yeah. then even after it was done of just being like, all right, that's cool. I'll see y'all later. And had to go just the quick trip back to the office there in the back and keep working. Yeah, it was, it was, but it was, and look, it was one of those things that was very necessary to oh, have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it was, um, you know, look, because we had been on a trip, and I, we had a coworker at the time, and I'm not going to bring up him by name, but he drove everyone insane, <laughs> like absolutely <laughs> insane. And I had been with uh, him for three straight days. Yep. And I was at about like I don't know if anybody in the chat rooms ever had this, where you've had, like have to like there's the person you avoid in the office as much as you can, but then there's like a scenario where you are like, you know, in a bunker with them for a couple days. And this was my situation. And I was, I, I wonder if you remember the phone call cause we were in, um, Seymour, Texas. Yeah. And I, we were having trouble connecting because, um, if people don't know where Seymour, Texas is, if you know where, uh, <laughs> East Jesus nowhere is, it's in the middle of it. You gotta keep going. You gotta a keep going. Past. It's a little past East yeah. Jesus nowhere. So we're just in the middle of nowhere. And so they'd kind of given us, it wasn't a phone line. Cause back in those days you had to use a POTS, uh, plain on television, like old school phone yes. lines, or we had like a backup system, which was pretty complicated to set up. I got it done, uh, in a place where the internet is not strong, non-existent, um, but, um, it's funny you bring up that. And I don't mean yeah. to cut off that story. Cause the other one that I remember that I actually told recently involves you too. And it was, we were. It was another high school football game, and I don't remember where exactly it was, but uh, the unit we were using went out on us, so we had to do the game by self. Yeah. Like, I, the, I, you couldn't hear me, so I couldn't cue you back from breaks or anything like that, mm -hmm. but we didn't have a phone in the studio that we were doing the game at, so I would have to, during the breaks, I'd have to run a minute of commercials, run into the studio next to you to give you cues down the phone, and then run back in time to pod you up. Yeah, so, yeah. How, yeah. So anyway, those are the kind of things that Jack, Zach and I have been through, yeah. but I, I'm there and like this guy is like really, um, really have been grating on my nerves. Like we had been 
in Humble, Texas, which is by Houston, and then we're in the Panhandle, which is not quite as far away as you can get in this state, but it's yeah. like one of the longest things. We had to like drive halfway there, spend a night in a hotel, and then drive the rest of the way in the morning to get there by two o'clock to set up a show to do in this like nowhere. So it's we've been through a lot, um, but yeah, it, 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 like it, again, it is it is what it is. But we like, I, do you remember like how unhinged I was? On the phone call where, like, looking back on it now, especially, like, 14 years later. Yeah. like I'm bet I said like I think Paul's lost it. I think like I think there was a conversation at the studio where like oh, you man. and Jason got together and you're yeah. like, hey, uh, listen, I think I think we like he might just be out in the wilderness by the end of this broadcast, and just smoke you like, hey, we lost Paul in the middle somewhere. He is in the <laughs> wilds of West Texas, and I don't know what happened to him. Yeah, no, it was weird because usually if we had to make calls on stuff after a game, I would have to call and I would talk to you mainly. Um, and I, that's another thing I remember about that is I talked to Smokey most of that trip back and that was something that just didn't like, you just kind of know like, oh, okay, okay. Something's a little different. Here. It was, and I wasn't like mad at anyone, no. but the guy who was bothering me, <laughs> but I was so uh, emotionally broken. Yeah. Like it was just, yeah. it was just wild. So we had that. So Zach, like, just so you know, like when you hear me and I may rip on Zach during this time and Zach might get in the regular rotation of co-host, depending on how he does today, Ooh. but I will like, I will get Zach close to tears sometimes and how I can rip on him <laughs> because I know everything about him he does. and he knows everything about me. So we might cry together on this podcast, but uh, Zach, so uh, we are uh, about to have a college football playoff expansion. We are. Something that we uh, as college football fans begged for, for, um, you know, nigh on forever. Yeah. I mean, forever we've begged for it. And we finally have a legitimate real playoff. I like, and I, I like, I'm not, Completely knocking the fourteen playoff, but let's let's face it, it was like yeah. it was it was kind of silly. Like oh, there, sure. it was one of those things that the powers that be were like, okay, you want one, shut up about it. Here's a playoff, and you're like, yeah, but like you know, could you like make it a little bit bigger? And they're like, no, we won't. Yeah, no. this is this, this is what you're stuck with for a while. This yeah. is what you're getting. Look, you take you eat your vegetables and take your medicine and you know take a bath and go to sleep, yeah. children. Like Hulk we Hogan don't we, you don't get to make the decision. These are grown up decisions. So they expanded to 12. And I really do like the system they have with 12 outside of it, including the current bowl games, which I think are antiquated. Yeah. But now, because, they, because of the ACC and the ACC Big Ten and Big uh, – and the Pac-10, uh-huh. and Pac-12, whatever it is, the Pac, uh, doing the alliance, <laughs> this got delayed. And so now, because it got delayed – we, we are in a situation where the powers that be have to make a TV deal with ESPN, and they're already deciding to expand the playoff to 14 teams, which would include three SEC automatic buys, three Big Ten automatic buys, two each from the ACC and Big 12, uh, one group of five, Notre Dame if they're in the top 14, which here's the thing. If anybody's in the top 14, shouldn't they be in the top 14 yeah. playoff? There's where it becomes not a playoff, but an invitation. Exactly. And that was the thing that was, so does Notre Dame, and, and I read and looked into it more, I guess they would count as that power five then, the automatic qualifier there for that. Um, it, it, the thing that was weird to me is they knew, obviously, when the playoff deals and stuff were coming up. Why not just, I, it's, it's weird to me that you come out with 12 and then you're so quickly like, oh, we're talking about 14 already. But I don't tend to like where you get so many automatic bids just because I understand 
that the Big Ten and SEC have the you know teams that they do, and that they're going to have better teams, usually for the most part, year in and year out. So I get why they would have more automatic qualifiers, but I think you get to a point of where you can just have too many, and then it just takes away from the process as a whole. Because I think the original 14-team plan before this one was that the Big Ten and the SEC were going to get four automatic qualifiers. Mm -hmm. I I mean, some years you can't tell me that the fourth-best team in the SEC is necessarily deserving of that or would be a top-14 team. So. Here's my question, because if you want the top 14, just take the top 14, exactly. no automatic qualifiers. And if you're so gigantic conferences like everyone is, you'll get your teams and you'll probably get more like, you know, the, the Big Ten or SEC will probably get four. Like they're going to rotate out four or five and then they have the, you know, the three at large spots. It, like, but that's the thing. If you don't put automatic qualifiers on this thing. If you don't, it's probably going to work out the way you want it to most of the time mm-hmm. anyway. And the scenario they're thinking of, look, if. So say there's not three automatic qualifiers for the Big Ten. The mm-hmm. SEC will get three teams every year. Mm-hmm. No for problem. Sure. They'll, sure. they'll always do, especially as big as that conference is and who the teams are that are in it. Mm-hmm. Like, there's not going to be a scenario where the SEC doesn't have three teams. Agreed. Well, let's just say that there's a year where the, the Big Ten doesn't have three teams that qualify. Well, that should tell you that the conference isn't very good. You know, right? I mean, like, mm-hmm. it's, it's going to happen. So, like, okay, so the Big 12 gets three that year. It, it just... What will make it better is this, and the other conferences, and everybody has to agree to this, otherwise the Big Ten and SEC can go, well, we don't really need you for the next phase of college football, Mm -hmm. uh, so we're going to break off. Now, I do think that there's a lot of things at play here that are not football because if if I'm Duke – Mm-hmm. you know, or a basketball school in the ACC or Big 12 and that, that really, you know, wins a lot of basketball championships and the two big conferences tell me they don't want me involved for football, then while I might have this tenuous partnership with them at basketball, then we're going to start butting heads on things we don't need. So the SEC and Big 10 know that, mm-hmm. and they know that they need everybody to make this work and make it to where every, like the, whole, the nationwide fan base is going to be happy. Now, look, we, um, I was not here for this because I was getting engaged, but at Big 12 Media Days two years ago, Bill Hancock sat down with Smokey and Craig, and Craig asked him point blank, uh, hey, what, uh, what about the future of where there's only two power conferences? And he's like, that's fine. People will watch. And it's, that's the, like, I'm very glad he's retiring because that's the attitude that we don't need. And what I think about the 14-team playoff, while I'm excited that there'll be more teams in the playoffs mm-hmm. and, you know, there'll be more home, like, more home games is better for me. I, I don't like neutral site games in college football until you're in, like, the, oh my like yeah. should, you should have one, and it should be at the very end of the year. Yeah. Or two, if you count the 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 championship game and I'm not even nuts about the championship game being in an NFL stadium. I'd rather the championship game be in the home stadium of the the number one team because I want more like college football is about college campuses. Well, not about that and not to kind of take away, but to prove that point in a bit, because I've listened to you guys here lately talking about the NCAA football video game. Like that's part of the difference there of why it needs to be a different feel because college football as a whole, like you said, just has that different kind of just feel and atmosphere about it in a way. So I get the sense of it being, it's more about pageantry and just more about the the atmosphere. So 
I, I don't know about the if I completely get on board with the number one team hosting, but at least I, I understand where you're coming from there with I it. Mean, and I, I, I get I, how it would fit. I'd rather have that. Yeah, no, I, I, get, I get how it fits though, and like I'm with you. I, it, it, it makes more sense to do that than to play in some random giant NFL stadium. Yeah, but, I, I, look. Because here's the other thing: is you're going to get schools of different sizes. Yeah. And so I've seen this by going to the Big Twelve Championship game, where look, if you have Texas, uh, if you have Texas and Oklahoma, the stadium's going to be filled. Yeah. And look, you have Baylor, Oklahoma State a couple years ago, uh, which is a fantastic game, a legendary game, a historic game. Mm -hmm. I had a great ending. It was a great, great game. Like, no matter what you are as a football fan, if you watch that game, you're like, man, this game was great. Um, But, like, Oklahoma State's, you know, considerably larger than Baylor. Baylor's a smaller school. And it's just, like, where you look, all the fans of both teams came out to that, right? Mm -hmm. And the stadium was, like, barely, like, just underneath the capacity. And that's where, like, look, if you're playing a Big 12 championship, if you had that in Stillwater or in Waco, like, that thing would be pouring out. And you wouldn't have this, like, um, you know, don't show the upper reaches of the stadium kind of a thing because it's – you know, it's it's going to be empty. So yeah. that's, those are the things that I, that I want. I want more home games. I think the bowl system is very antiquated, and I think that the, the New Year Six, while they've been great events, I think they need to figure out a new way to do those things because, you know, it doesn't make sense to me, especially as you get into like a round-by-round playoff, to have teams, you know, because you could have, um, you know, at the Rose Bowl, you could wind up having, you know, NC State and yeah. – um, and Michigan going to California to play in a, a playoff game there. And, uh, you know, I, I, like that to me just doesn't, doesn't sit well. Well, for me in those matchups, and it's me being kind of old school, I obviously still think of just the Rose Bowl as a Pac-12 uh, Big Ten matchup. So, like, Michigan going there just kind of makes sense there. But you're right, when it comes to making people travel – uh, to do that, it's it's Michigan will travel, NC State, you know, all the way to California. It makes me think back, and I know I'm going back to it, but remember when UConn was in uh, one of the New Year's Six games? This was back, oh my goodness, it had to be uh, late 2010s. Uh, but, and they had to return, t- like they couldn't sell enough tickets to be able to go to the New Year's Six game. Like it was yeah. UConn at a New Year's Six game, but it was because it was being held in a, you know, ridiculously large stadium. So, um, there are things that you're going to need to figure out. And with the travel, I think there's ways to make it better. Maybe it is the home and away. I do like at least that uh, with the 12-team playoff and even with the 14 with the buys that it seems like it's going to at least get us some more of those home field. But as you said, we're still trying to find a way to shoehorn in the New Year, the New Year Six there. Yeah, absolutely. It is. It's, it's just such a weird thing. I just think, like, you don't even know how 12 – like, we could watch two years of the 12-team playoff and be like, hey, a couple little minor tweaks and let's keep this going right here. And then we get to a 14-team playoff and you're like, yeah, just it's going to feel, because it's an invitational, maybe a little overstuffed to mm-hmm. me. And Or, like, if you're going to go to 14, to me, just, like, just make it 16. Just make it 16. Like, make it 16. Get rid of the buys. Do, you know. I think do, you, you know, oh, this four my, weeks of a bracket and move on with your life. I'm a college basketball fan. Yes. Um. I like that I don't think that the tournament needs to expand any further. Yeah. By the way, a college basketball fan who has never beaten me in a bracket. I'm just going to put you that. I'm going to put that, that. There wasn't one year? It was not one year. You've beat, you've you sure there's not one there year? There might be one year. But you've, like, I'm. Just give me I'm, one year. That's I'm fine. Pre- okay. I pretty much dominated you. That is true. I we'll would. Do one, like, you know, we'll do one this, where, this year that's just you and me. <laughs> Watch you mop the floor <laughs> with just, That way nobody has to scroll through they're, where they're we just, might wind exactly. up. They can just, we can put up on the screen, Paul and Zach. All right. Um, but 
I it doesn't need to expand, but I've always just liked that it's the conference tournament winner has the buy, mm-hmm. and then it's the at large after that. Yeah. So maybe that's something like the top fourteen or top sixteen should be the top fourteen or top sixteen. Yeah. But by the way, uh, I'm well aware that uh, this uh, pullover here, Miss Quarter Zip. Uh, on this camera angle that we're, we're pretty close here uh, makes me look like a melted strawberry ice cream cone. I get it. <laughs> I'm aware. I know. I, uh, I'm looking I, at the shots, and I'm... Uh, I don't know. I th- from where I sit, I think you look good. Oh, thank you. Well, no uh, you know, look, Garrett's down there, and he's, like, at nowhere... I'm good. I'm good. At nowhere. <laughs> like, he's, he's down here. He, he At no point did they say, man, Paul, that is not your color. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe Bronco's assistant coach, but I don't yeah, think that like, it's not your. Yeah, no, I'm like. No, what are you going to do with I've Russell got, Wilson? Like, this I've got a real like um, high school gym teacher that's trying to look good <laughs> for a minute before he has to go back. Like you know, that's what that's my vibe is today. Um, oh, yeah, you're rocking so, it. Though. I like it. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to. Like, I, you know, I should like if you if you just like walked in and like if you took all the cameras away and saw us talking, you'd be like, why is. Uh, <laughs> Why is that guy doing an assistant coach interview here at Pivo Bar? It's open. <laughs> yeah, Don't they like, usually have those in, like, the athletic department yeah, like, or something? What's, uh, what's he doing just sitting out by these mash tanks talking to this kid about the JV how basketball you, job? <laughs> That's how do you feel about five-man week? Do you run it? How often in practice? Let me, t- let me tell you what we do at our school, son. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, I read once that Phil Jackson saged all the locker rooms the year the Bills won are the Bulls won. Do you do that as well? <laughs> I do. Oh, yeah, that's that's. What it, do you have any? Do, have you ever been in a job interview and like? Do you have any questions for me? And <laughs> yeah. then the first like one time, and of course it's been a long time since I've really had mm-hmm. a job interview. Um, we just kind of got this job, uh, but when I before I got this job, I did an interview for a job in San Antonio. At the end of it, like I was ready for it. Like, do you have yeah. any questions? for me and i had a good a couple good questions in the barrel and then after he said anything else and my my brain was just like no (laughs) i was i just thought of like uh hey so um in return of the jedi it bother you that it ended with a teddy bear picnic it kind of like i always liked it when i was a kid but now as i'm older like feels like maybe there should have been something else and like that's the like the question that's in my mind or like you know, but did you ask it? No, I did not. Or like, and then like, then well, I started, hold on, hold on. Did you get the job? I, I, well, here's what happened: COVID. Ah, COVID happened. So okay. I, I did not get the job because here See, I am. You can blame it but, on that. I think it was because you didn't share the Star Wars story. I didn't be like, you know, listen. You would think that like Darth Vader would be mad about the whole having to wear a mask thing. Oh. <laughs> Like, how cozy do you think it is inside of a dead Tauntaun? <laughs> yeah, like, that's, that's weird. You know, those are the things I'm thinking at the end of a job interview. But, uh, yeah, I just think that there's, like, we're at this flashpoint of college athletics where, look, Friday, essentially, like, the death blow was struck to the NCAA in its current form. When the federal government tells you, like, oh, uh, you know those rules you made? Mm-hmm. You are not allowed. They're completely unenforceable. You cannot enforce them. They are a violation of the Sherman Antitrust Act. They've always been a violation of the Sherman Antitrust Act. So, uh, And the weird thing about the NCAA is like, they keep saying, like, hey, we need the government to intervene. We need this. We need this. And the government is telling them, like, look, we will only help you if you come up with a plan that we can like provide oversight yeah. to. If you want us to do it, like, 
We'll do that too. They're, they're, they won't. No, they can't. They're not capable of it. Oh, yeah. They're not capable of it. We can't. We can't make decisions on things that we need, like absolutely need fundamental things. Like we can't get these two sides in a room and get them to agree on here's how we should fund, you know, schools, water cleanup, roads, like yeah. these things. Like we're having fights over that. Like who our actual enemies are. We don't really agree on that anymore. <laughs> like True. those things used to be like pretty basic, like day one government things. Like hey, uh, Russia's the bad guys. Pretty clear day one thing and then now it's gotten murky and it's very confusing so if i'm the senate i'm like hey listen i've been arguing with this guy about who the bad guy is and you want me to like fix your problem exactly i can't i no. cannot i don't have the brain space we to. got a little bit too much going yeah. on you were at the hearing half of them asked stupid questions about what happens uh, when yeah. my team loses to this other team and yeah. why is that like those are things that happen so let's just stop and fix it and Greg Sankey and Tony Petiti are, uh, we had Tim Brando on the show yesterday. Mm -hmm. I read all the time. I think you probably heard that when you're editing it. Mm -hmm. But Tim Brando said, look, they are taking the lead on this. And I believed him. He knows. Um, I am concerned, though, that feet get dragged enough other places that Greg Sankey and Tony Petiti can be like, all right, listen, here's like, you know, I think of Matt Damon at Ocean's Eleven, like, you're either in or you're out right now. And that's what they're going to have to do. And there's because of the way that academia works and that schools work and these things drag on, that there's going to be schools that get left behind because oh, yeah. they're like, uh, 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 I don't know. Well, okay, let's get a committee meeting. Like we have the committee meeting to prep for the committee meeting and then we'll have this other meeting and then this. And then Greg Sankey and Tony Petiti will be like, look, we had 15 people come aboard. We don't need any more. Like, you know, whatever it is. I know that's like just an arbitrary number. So. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, by the way, in the chat room, they're saying, like, make eight wins for a bowl game. Get rid of some bowl games. Oh, I'm yeah. all for that. No, I'm like, all for that, too. Because, well, that's been the problem forever. When they started having so many bowl games that you had to take five and seven teams, mm -hmm. that should be clue number one of maybe we have too many bowl games. Yeah. Um, it's just, it, it's weird to, not saying that some of the teams didn't, like, you know, it, it, Six and six, being 500, it's a little kind of cherry on top of, yeah, you get to play an extra game. Yeah. Even seven and five. I want it to be, I, I want it to be like you accomplish something. You don't need to go out and win your conference title to go out and enjoy playing in the Cheez-Its Bowl. But yeah. it should be something more than just, hey, you know what? Y'all lost more games than you won, um, but we'll still kind of we got to find somebody to play these games. So yeah. are you cool for it? Oh, you no. don't want to play? Here, let's find another 5-17 and 17 yeah. or another 5-17. and 17. I, just, I think they just need to, like, just shave off the bottom, get rid of some of the ones. Well, and here's the other thing. I think you need to set what I call what will now be called the Pop-Tart Bowl standard of, look, if you're going to be a bowl game that doesn't matter, you better put on a show. They did. And they put on a show. We were, we covered that game. I don't think you were at the radio station. I think you'd left already. Yeah. Um, but Baylor played North Carolina in that game. Yeah, I was already gone. Yeah. And so Baylor played North Carolina. We went, Craig and Smokey and I, and we covered it in, oh, no, wait. in Orlando. The, it, was the, it was the camping one then, wasn't it? was then, the Camping World Bowl. No, I was, I think I was okay. still there. Okay. So no, no, no offense to Camping World. Yeah. But like you, like they didn't have a, you know. Life-size Pop-Tart yeah, that an, you could a, eat? Yeah, an RV mascot that you could jump into. You know, like that, that to me would be <laughs> the deal. So you essentially want, and I, I, I didn't mean to cut you off, but 
um, all these bowl games to be like the Nickelodeon Super Bowl broadcast, except for, I mean, I'm not against that because, I mean, maybe you have like a regular broadcast and like a fun broadcast, but you got to do something. To you got to do something. Here's here, the, the one thing, the first thing I would do is bowl games are now NIL games, so you can keep people in them yeah. a little bit better. Yeah. Um, they're now NIL games. Um, make sure that they're that. Uh, there's less of them. You have a higher threshold to get into a bowl game. Agreed. Uh, and um, then uh, if you are a bowl game, you have to put on a show. And let me tell you, here's the show that we got. Here's what we got. The, the Camping World The Camping World Bowl. Was there a tents involved? No. We didn't even get a media event. There was no availability at practice. Okay, that's weird. Yeah. Like, we, like the guy uh, that was running the thing and Smokey, like, oh. got into it because we went and we're like, hey, what, like, there appears to be nothing on the schedule for us to do. Like, when it comes to, like, we, you know, there's no I think open I, locker room. There's none of that stuff that's been at every bowl game. Because I think the only way that we were able to get, like, audio from Larry Fedora was through, like, a tele, like, a, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like I remember yeah, yeah, yeah. There was one press conference with the two coaches. Yep. And that was it. I remember and this so, um, so he was like really like we were really mad because we're like well we came all the way out here we're not allowed to go to practice we can't like we can go to the little hospital visit thing but we can't ask any questions we're like well we're in the radio like how's that gonna like this is the sound of Bryce Petty like it wasn't Bryce Petty this is it this, was it was yeah. thing at the time yeah yeah well actually it was nobody that was the game oh yeah, like, yeah, yeah you're like, right yeah this is the sound of Lynx Hawthorne. <laughs> Uh, you know, taking a picture with a kid. Like, no, I mean, that, that's, that's silly. So um, click, click. it was, yeah, it was really, really bad. And um, the halftime show was Lee Greenwood, which... I'm proud to be an American, yes. Lee Greenwood. And here's the thing, he's saying I'm proud to be an American. Well, I mean, you got to play the classics. But then he sang two other songs. I don't know any other songs he sings. Exactly. Okay. So it's one of those things like, all right, well, he sang two other songs and you're like... All right. And then he sings Proud to be an American. Great. Fine. Whatever. That's his call home, right? Yeah. That's what he closed with. Okay. But yeah, I don't like, look, I'm not going to McDonald's for spaghetti. So don't sing me other things. And that's where, like, you know, you have somebody more fun. You have it like, and then I, I do think that, like, the, the bowl committee, because um, everyone, I can tell you, they send out surveys after a bowl game. And I can promise you, that the three of ours were <laughs> eviscerating to this bowl about I, I do remember this about how it was and then and then not only that like it was so like it was so like wood chipper ish to it I like called some of the people like hey did you do the bowl survey they're like yeah I'm not going like no please do it like they need to know how, how awful that was like, they, like look I've been to some pretty like low rent like low rung bowl games and the Texas Bowl will bend over backwards for you. You know, like these other bowls will bend, like they'll, they're like the, if you're in Phoenix, no matter which one is the Buffalo Wild Wings Bowl or the Fiesta Bowl, man, they really just, they want to make sure that you're enjoying your time in Arizona. And I think the city of Orlando was a little bit disappointed in the. Well, it is the city of well, I mean, like, it's great. I mean, like, it's a, like people come there and like, yeah, I yeah, think yeah. that I think the people like, look, you're here for the bowl game for like one day. You're going to Disney and Universal exactly. the other well, that, days. And you have to think about that for Orlando. Like yeah. how many tourists do they have in general? Yeah, Sorry. absolutely. So, all right, we'll take a quick break right here. We'll come back. We're going to do, uh, I want to talk NFL combine starts today. So we'll talk about NFL draft. Um, well, the actual workout start today, it's been going on for like three days, but like workouts start today. Defensive linemen uh, are today. Uh, 
and we'll do we'll talk about that in a second. Plus, uh, I want Zach's uh, I want a quick little opinion on Zach on this college basketball season and um, why his beloved Michigan State Spartans uh, are a waste of his time this year for some reason. <sighs> It's to, been, well, uh, I'll, I'll save it. Yeah, all right. We'll get to that in a second. This is the triple option on 365 Sports. Baylor alumni are more than 160,000 strong. When we all join hands to support our university, we don't just move the needle. We move mountains. Working together, we create life-changing opportunities for students on the field, in the classroom, in the laboratory, and in life for generations to come. So get connected. Get involved. Learn how at baylor.edu slash alumni. Stepping into the boots of a U.S. Army officer can add confidence and leadership skills to your son or daughter's career path. See all the things they can achieve in our boots at GoArmy.com. U.S. Army Waco Recruiting Company, 254-598-8131 or 254-776-1543. Pizza, burgers, and Bears football. There's no place around Waco that serves them all other than Bubba's 33. Come show your green and gold and enjoy some of Waco's best food and beverages while watching your favorite team, the Bears. When real Bears fans get hungry, Bubba's 33 is the number one spot for ice-cold drinks, hand-stretched, stone-baked pizzas, and bacon-infused burgers. Join us for indoor or patio dining. Bubba's 33, Waco's restaurant and proud supporter of Baylor Bears football. Sick'em, Bears. It's another time to speak with Samantha Duvall from TexasBeefHouse.com. Handles the marketing and someone that you will talk to a lot when you do call for the great product of the Texas-raised Wagyu beef. It's college football season, tailgating. It's a big deal. People love to put beef and pork and chicken, etc. on the grill. Let me know what you have. We've got everything. If you've got a morning game, you can get our breakfast sausage or our bacon. You can tailgate with some breakfast tacos if you've got an afternoon or evening evening game. We, of course, got our hamburger patties, their half-pound patties, four patties to a package, and we even have jalapeno and cheese patties. They're amazing. They'll blow your mind. Just that extra flavor, not too spicy. They have a high-heat cheese, so they don't melt on the grill, and our patties don't shrink up on the grill either. Anytime you order, use our code SICKEM10 to get 10% off your order of $100 or more. Where is the best beef in Texas? Your house. When you order from Texas Beef House, unleash the flavor of Texas-raised Wagyu from our pasture to your plate. That's Samantha the Duval, TexasBeefHouse.com. There are 26 letters in the alphabet, over 600,000 words in the dictionary, and just three of them said together can change everything. Let's order pizza. Those three words lead to dough made from scratch and three fresh signature cheeses that blanket golden crust in a heavenly melt on Marco's Pizza that'll blow your mind. So visit Marco's.com to order and stop by Marco's Pizza in Bellmead, China Spring, Woodway, and in Robinson. Marco's. Pizza lovers get it. This is 365 Sports, powered by Sikkim365.com. Welcome to the Triple Option. Here's your host, Paul Catalina. Once again, sorry for the late start today as I sit alongside my uh, longtime compadre, Zach Burke. And Zach works at Rogue Media. Rogue uh, brought us here today, uh, and we are uh, at Pivovar in downtown Waco on 8th Street. We're uh, um, 
a, a literal stone's throw from the from the silos from Magnolia. Mm-hmm. I could stand outside this building and throw as many stones as I wanted to at Magnolia. I don't want to, but if I no. was so inclined, if there was a stone throwing contest, we could have it here. Quick side story that that made me think of, uh, and I know you'll remember it as soon as I did. Do you remember when we went to Rangers Media Day and I threw in the bullpen? Yes, yes. Okay, that was all. That's yeah. how I just thought about with that. Would you? Uh, would would do you think that people would like to know? Uh, <laughs> Like where Zach's pitches went regarding okay. to, to in After relation two. to where the catcher After was? two pitches. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, the first one, because obviously you don't realize how far away it is until you're there. I've heard other people say that. And I get it. It's 60 feet, but yeah, it, I mean. Oh, okay. Fine. Um, <laughs> I mean. <laughs> just let me have it. I'm telling the story. So um, the first one, it just kind of like bounced a bit to him. Yeah. I did not Just one hop, but still, I was like, all right, I need to put a little more in there. So my body decided to crank up a bit more when it threw, but my grip did not get the same note. And so the ball soared out of my hand out into the outfield out from the bullpen and almost hit somebody out there uh, catching flats. It did not register on the radar because it did not cross it the radar. It did not cross. <laughs> it went. <laughs> the first one did. That one yeah. did not even it just clear out to the outfield. Yeah, absolutely. So oh, – um, no, uh, Zach, uh, before we get to the NFL Combine and the NFL Draft, uh, I am uh, I'm curious your thoughts on this college basketball season. We have, by the way, on the show today, if you're a college basketball fan, we, uh, we are kind of loaded up on college basketball. Um, we have... Dennis Dodd, uh, he'll talk more like big, like you know, football issues with yeah. us. But we have Greg Rubel, Kevin Flaherty, and Jerry Palm back to back to back. It's That's a Zach nice. Burke. It's a Zach it Burke is. show. It it's is. a very much Zach Burke show. Uh, we have off the radar in top five. Uh, so. Uh, that's that's who we've got, like, back-to-back-to-back to back to back on the that's show today. Nice. And we, again, here at Pivovar, uh, starting at 4 o'clock, uh, they open the doors, happy hour all day. So coming in, fantastic beer. You can, I saw, and maybe we should do it, uh, we should set this up, uh, you can do a beer bath here. Like, bathe? Yeah, like they have, it's one of the things they have it in, uh, I saw it on the Amazing Race one time. They, like, I, I think they were in Czechoslovakia. I think that's where they were. And there were people sitting in, like, you know, tubs of beer. It was part of the, like, thing they had to do Did to get like, their clue. Draw it and, like, no, they're, like, sitting in there. They're, drink- they're not drinking the beer. They're sitting I know, in. I know, I know. They're I, drinking I, I different that, beer. But, I just... but they were, like, drinking beer. And there's these, you know, older, you know, plump gentlemen. And they're sitting in there taking a beer bath. And you had to go in and, like, you know, you would say something to them. And they would, like, you know, here's your clue. And then, you know, they ripped the clue open oh, and read it. Was it. Amazing. I was like, clue, but you said it was amazing race. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, we I should, mean, I'm not against it. No, yeah. Uh, Pierre Newsham, who's uh, uh, our Monday uh, host yeah. in Minneapolis, he's a big fan of The Amazing Race. He and I are going to figure out a way to get on oh, that show. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. You think he you, and I would do well? You and Pierre well? would do well. We'd do well together. Yeah, yeah. yeah. My wife is always like, do you think we would do well? I'm like, no, I don't think we would. I think it would be you certain things. But you can't tell her that, though. No, oh, I think I need to. Well, I, I think mean, that I, I, don't, I honestly yeah. is always Well, part of the thing, here's the other deal. There's always, like, some sort of... You need to eat, like, and it's not, like, sometimes it's a lot, but sometimes yeah. it's, like, just a little bite of thing. Like, hey, you have to have this, like, Norwegian fish dish yeah, to she move not, on. She would not do it. Like, we'd, like, she would just be like, Phil, I can't. I just, <laughs> we're going we're gonna to take the two-hour penalty. Like, all right, because you wouldn't eat fish. All right. <sighs> well, 
Uh, <laughs> I'm not going to comment. I do think that Pierre and you would do great. Yeah. You, uh, Pierre, you Pierre to, would eat fish. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, again, I'm not, if I'm trying to win a million dollars. Oh, yeah. No, there's a lot of things that I would do. For I mean, that. like, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go for the gold. I'm not going oh, yeah. to get hung up on things. No, no. You know, you just have to do it. It's a, it's a momentary thing. But your thoughts on this college basketball season, Zach, you're a big Michigan State fan. It's, it's been a rough year for them, except when Baylor came to visit in That's Detroit. True. Uh, that, was a, that was a good day for them. That but, was, um, strictly speaking, uh, and I'll make it brief because I know I'm probably one of the only few people here that cares about Michigan State, uh, <laughs> and they haven't given you a lot of reasons to care about, especially this last week when you fall to Iowa and then Dale Bonner in Ohio State beat you on a buzz, uh, buzzer beater. Yeah. But, and you have Purdue this weekend, um, so it's not going to get better. Um I don't know. I thought this was going to be a rough season when they opened up with a loss to James Madison. Yeah. Uh, that's just kind of not the way to do it. Then they had a little stretches where you think they get it together. But this is – it feels like this is the time that usually Tom Izzo teams start to gel and start to come together because he is a guy and a coach that's been there a lot. Um, but I don't get the same feeling this year. Uh, part of me has a little bit of fear. I mean, I think they're the sixth team in the Big Ten right now. Um that we could look at a Michigan State team if they don't get it together that could miss the tournament. And that is weird, yeah. at least for me. Yeah, I'm sure it is. All right. The rest of the country, you've got Purdue, you've got Arizona, really mm-hmm. good. Um, you know, UConn's probably the best team overall in the country, UConn and Purdue. They might be a shade over everybody else. Houston's fantastic. Houston's really good. I've seen them twice. I'm, Houston is one and one in my presence. They beat Baylor and they lost to Kansas. I was like, you went to Fog. Yeah, yeah, I went to Fog. And, and uh, they, like, they didn't even play. Kansas beat the brakes off them and. It, it was more about Kansas playing so well and not Houston playing poorly. Houston had a couple of bad stretches of shots, but really overall, like, they turned the ball over three times and lost the game. Like, it, it just – it was just one of those weird yeah. things. Like, it's anomaly. Like, they'll look back on that. And if you would like – if you did, like, a blind taste test and, and like, saw, like, some of the statistics, <laughs> other yeah. than, like, if you took out the shooting statistics of that game and you, you know, just showed, like, all the, the little things that yeah. – that, teams do well Kansas did not do the little things well as a matter of fact they let Houston back in that game like quite often just firing the ball 60 feet out of bounds Mm -hmm. um, you know on fast breaks and stuff like that Houston didn't do any of that and they don't do any of that they're so precise so there are really good teams but your thoughts on how this shakes out is this going to be a year like last year where we see some randomness in the tournament see, that got me last year or do we see maybe more chalk in the tournament this year so, and obviously this is just all uh, my opinion as a college basketball fan who Paul beats every year at our pick'em. Um, I t- last year was a little strange for me just because the teams that I thought were for sure going to be there, di- it, it didn't work out. It seems like some of the teams, once they got to the tournament, they kind of forgot how to play basketball. Um, I, I, I thought that college basketball was drifting more towards a land of parity uh, where some of the teams that are at the top uh, – you know, Houston that's there, you go, you look six, seven years back, and they were, they're good, but they weren't that good. Um, I think, at least to me, that this could be another tournament where it could be some of those teams that are good, that you know are good, but that will attack from like a, a three or a four seed that could potentially win the whole thing. Um, I don't know why. That's just kind of the feel I get because I think it's just the amount of good teams that you have this year across the board where a team like Iowa State, who I think is a very good team, could be like a, a three or a four seed and they could catch people like that. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, So as a whole, I think that there are a lot of great teams, but the teams at the top um, 
I don't know why. It's probably part of my Big Ten bias. Uh, well, not Big Ten, but Michigan State bias. I've never been able to fully believe in Purdue and Matt Painter there. And it's not to say that he doesn't do a good job. But once they get to the tournament, it feels like so often than not that you just never reach those limits that everybody thinks. Like, they can go 27-2. He, he needs his Scott Drew moment. Exactly. He needs his, like, that breakthrough moment. That, exactly. That, like, that one time where – he does, and look, like they, there's no reason for them not to be in the Final Four this year, yeah. and there was no reason for them not to be in the Final Four last year, to be quite honest with you. And they they found they found a way, you know, to, to not be, and so that's something that's got to change uh, for them for sure, uh, absolutely. But I um I uh, like I do th- like I do think this year you might see a little more chalk. Now I do think that UConn, what they were they were a four seed last year. Mm-hmm. I think they were masquerading as a four seed. Oh, yeah. Because we've seen what they are this year, returning most of their guys and adding, obviously. And then in addition to that, um, they had a ton of injuries in January and got off to this really weird start. And then they went on a tear, and no one noticed until it's like, oh, is it, Final Four? Yeah. Is it Final Four weekend? Like, yeah. oh, they're here. UConn's still, still here? here? Huh. Yeah. What do you know about that? And, and, and everything else was so chaotic. It's just like you go back and you're like, how did, how did this team wind up being, because they're so good, being a four seed? And then you look at like, well, January was weird. Mm-hmm. If you take January out of the equation for them, that makes more sense. Then, they're, then they're probably a two seed. Last year, but and I don't think that I don't want to say they snuck up on teams that way, but there are there's so much college basketball that's played every week that you might not think like you said their January was awful, and by the time they get there and we're into the you know final four weekend, like oh UConn's a good team and they're kind of here with us, like they you know they kind of stuck around. I don't think they're sneaking up on anybody this year though. No, and that's the thing is I think obviously well you know winning last year you have a target on your back, but I think if you remain, I think that everybody knows who the really good teams are. I don't, that's why I tend to believe that they're going to be, whenever somebody plays the number one seed, they're always going to give it their best, no matter who it is, whether it's, you know, UMBC when they beat Virginia or it's matchups later on, like you're always going to get it. So UConn's always going to get, you know, somebody's best. That's why I always tend to think, or at least this year, those teams that are just kind of like right out there, and very much in the same situation as UConn was last year of where it clicks right down the stretch, like right now. Like, watch for these teams. There's going to be a team that comes alive in the last week of the regular season in the conference tournament that is going to give people fits and will be a Sweet 16 team. I don't know who it is, but there's one every single year. It's teams that are able to put it together and get it to click right at the, you know, right when they need to. Yes. For those of you new to the uh, the chat, uh, we are at Pivovar. It is not open right now. They have been very gracious to let us do uh, our show here early, uh, mostly so we could test things out and make sure. Uh, when you're broadcasting live video remotely, it is... Um, it's it's tough. It's an adventure. It's an adventure. <laughs> so uh, they very happy to let us in here. They're gonna have happy hour uh, starting at four o'clock, uh, which will be the rest of our show. So at three o'clock, you won't see anybody behind us, but at four o'clock, the the crowd will start to triple in. It's a it's a great place. Uh, they make their own beer here that's fantastic, lots of different kinds. So if you are here, Rogue Media, um, who Zach works for uh, now, in about a month and a half, two months now, December. 
December two, three, two, two, almost three, three months. Yeah. Two, almost three, two, three months. Zach works for Rogue Media, and they are a podcast uh, partner. Uh, so all of our audio podcasts uh, run through the Rogue uh, Media Network, yes, and uh, they have taken a ton of work off our plate in that regard. So we are going to start doing you know some events here and there, you know when when they come up. But uh, Corey, the big boss man over there at Rogue, uh, mm-hmm. said, "Hey, can you guys go to Peebles Bar?" And we said, "As long as we can broadcast from it, we, you know, we can get video, and we're doing it." So it's all working here. They have a really like, you see this really cool bar. They the the area we're sitting right now. Uh, they often, quite often, very often, most of the time. This is the first YouTube show they've had here. Most of the time, it's live music right up here on the stage, uh, in front of these uh, mash kettles. That's here. really cool. Yeah, these fully operational mash kettles that we are here. Uh, although they are not mashing anything uh, at this exact moment. Yeah, but they they very well could. Is that I don't I don't want to sound ignorant, but is that like do would they mash? I, I guess since they're mashing, they would mash things. Yeah, I mean that's what they Is call. That, it. I they mean, make, no, they, no, 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 like, yeah, no, they yeah, make yeah. a mash. They uh, don't like that's that what makes, they call it. it yes. went, okay, that so, makes yes, more sense. I know there's like different stages of of how you do that. So, oh, that would okay. Yeah, <laughs> retired broker stockbroker says, "Get myself a long straw." Now the the you would not want to drink out of the mash kettle because it's not finished yet, and you would probably get sick and die. Uh, oh, okay. Well, that <laughs> maybe, seems maybe like a, yeah. a smidge of a good idea. Yeah, you would though want to drink out of these back here behind me. I don't know how well you can see them with the, there's kind of a glare uh, from this, this, the, what little sunlight we do have today. Uh, it's very cloudy. Uh, it's supposed to rain as well uh, today, but My kind um, of weather. you can see it. And that's where they make, you know, that's where they make the, the brew, the fantastic beer uh, that is in here. So I have to come back. Oh yeah. It's uh, they have great deals on like, like to go uh, cans and six packs here that they sell. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's great. So uh, the next time you're in Waco, or the, if you're in Waco, uh, I highly recommend this. I've been here uh, a few times with my wife and some friends. Uh, it's a great place. The food's fantastic. Um, yeah, so they have, uh, you know, they have all kind of board affair. And uh, the, the specialty is the schnitzel, um, which if you've never had schnitzel, I, I highly recommend it. You would like it. You would. Yeah, I, I'm, I know I'm sure you. I would. You're yeah. a, you know. You're German, right? Yeah. Yeah, you'll like schnitzel. Like you, you, it's one of those things. If you've never had it, like you're a German American, like you'd you'd have you'd eat it and you'd be like, oh, well, I like schnitzel. Sure, I, sounds... I, I don't know why. Yeah, no, I, don't know. I, can, <laughs> I usually uh, it just it tends to work out that way. That yeah, no, yeah, I'll probably you're like I like this in really long socks. I don't know why. I don't like socks at all though. <laughs> like that's the thing. Have like, you ever put on really long socks? I have. have you put on a lederhosen before? Have you no, done that? No, I have not. You have not done I that? Have not. Like, you don't even know. Like, you could go to it Germany could be very and freeing. throw on a lederhosen, and then you'd be like, well, this is who I am. This is who I've always been. I, I can't argue with that. I mean, I haven't done it, so I, I think it's one of those I'm of the belief that, you know, I'll kind of try anything once. It could, it could be like RuPaul's Drag Race, but for German things. <laughs> As long as I don't have to read anybody in Lederhose, I'm good. Oh, man. Um, yeah. So, um, yeah. But anyway, this is a, I mean, I say German. This is mostly Czech-inspired uh, fair uh, here at Pivovar because Pivo is how you say beer uh, and Czech and Var is how you say bar. I've learned two Czech words. I also know Yaksimash, and that's because of West, which is right down the road. There's a lot of a lot of Czech folks in West. Uh, all right, let's play in the last few minutes here. NFL Draft Rapid Fire. Uh, Zach, you can pick any team but your beloved Houston Texans. Um, okay. And we will talk about their draft scenarios here in the last five minutes. Okay, so any team. Any team. 
But you are, and the only reason I say that is Royden was on the other day, and, and he picked the Texans. He, he he picked the Texans. So can I ask? Did uh, did they did y'all decide on a first round pick um, when they talked about it? I we, tend to we, think he that he wanted Cooper Dijon. So okay, I tend yes. to think of uh, I'm leaning towards somebody that might burst through a wall and yell, "Oh yeah!" But like kinda, like me. Yeah, right if now, you want to. Like me right now. I was honestly thinking of a cornerback out of uh, Alabama, but yeah, sure. Oh, yeah, but I mean, like me, I'm, the, I'm his avatar <laughs> you're, right well, now. Well, no, 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 no. He's a little oh, more red. Yeah. You're, you're a little more orange. Oh, yeah. <laughs> People, uh, yeah. Uh, Do you think there's going to be kids coming up to me later and being like, I love your drink. <laughs> I can't believe you're really here. Oh, that's funny. Okay, <laughs> so let me pick a team. You know who, uh, let me pick somebody that nobody else will, and it's because I'm interested just because they're at the top of the draft can we go chicago bears uh chicago bears number one okay let's talk about number one overall because and we're going to talk about number nine overall because those are the picks that they have Mm -hmm. number one overall garrett and i agree that it's caleb williams correct yeah i I don't i don't like that i would trade i would i would keep justin fields trade to build around but unfortunately Mm -hmm. yeah they're taking caleb i I tend to agree with him on that but by the way garrett is the new you oh okay yeah because you were him and now he's you. So he's awesome. Or you're the oh, old you. Garrett. No I don't know what. Like well, I don't know how it works. We'll make it work. We'll we're, we're, it like, we're like no, no, no. We're like Green Lanterns. We just like get new rings, but <laughs> yeah, we're still so Green they're, Lanterns. They're, yeah, 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 we're our own Garrett's people. Garrett's cooler than us. He probably doesn't get that reference. But oh, he's like, yeah. Okay. So he's so he's so he's got Gardner. Got yeah. it. I'm gonna double down on the nerdness. <laughs> By the way, there is um, there's some talk in the works of you and I doing a. I'm stoked a, a for that. A DC podcast. I know, and I'm stoked for that. Yeah. None of the people on this We're not. We're not going to talk about how we got the logo that looks like the Kingdom Come Superman, but we'll get to that at, at another yeah, time. Yeah, that's, that's another podcast so, the other day. But so yeah. I tend to agree that I think it, it, it will be Caleb Williams, number one, but I think that it would benefit them more to trade down and build around Justin Fields. Um, yeah, look, I, I just think that Caleb Williams is, can be so transformative. So, all right, let's get to number nine. Uh, and look, they, they're going to need a wide receiver to go along with DJ Moore. This is a mm-hmm. really good wide receiver draft. Um, I, would, I wouldn't say no to a good ed- edge rusher if I'm them. I wouldn't say no to uh, a good defensive back. There's really nothing I would say no to. I, don't think, I think everything's on the table for the Bears. Priority-wise, like on down the, on the line, maybe a little bit less and more for different things. But there's nothing I'm saying no to if I'm the Bears right now, especially if I'm drafting Caleb Williams. I'm deciding that he's the future of the franchise. I think I might like try to get a, a wide receiver early on to kind of that's the that's the pair I'm going. So with. So Marvin Harrison Jr. is off the board by nine, though, right? Yeah. So I uh, I just ran a quick little mock here. Yeah. And, um, you know, all three quarterbacks are off the board. Uh, at this point, Marvin Harrison Jr. is off the board, and Malik Neighbors is off the board. Okay. So, um, Roma Dunze uh, falls in this spot mm-hmm. really well. I think it might be a little bit of a reach on Keon Coleman, even though I love him like a son, um, even though we've never met. But, <laughs> well, <laughs> look. Somebody should tell him about that. If we ever do meet, he's, mm-hmm. he, I think it's going to be the one thing like you and Lederhosen. Like, he's going to feel like he's, this is like, how I it's going to be this I whole time. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, I just. See, I think that if I'm the Bears, and I'm saying this as uh, a Texans fan, that you have to make the moves that I think best work for your franchise when the draft happens. Everybody uh, was hating on them at the time, and maybe that's just me being a Texans fan and thinking that, of trading back up to get Will Anderson. Mm -hmm. But I think it benefited for them. They still have a first-round pick. Like It worked out. 
So I and they don't do that if they don't have that in the exactly. Back. I think that if you're the Bears, you looked at the season you have, and Caleb Williams looks nice, and he is probably the he's the best QB. I think one, two, three QB, QB, QB. Um, I don't know about where May and Daniels go, but I think if you're the Bears, you have more problems, and you just drafted Justin Fields a couple years ago. You're running to Jets territory of picking a QB, waiting a couple years, being like, no, never mind, drafting another one, or you're going to turn to the Browns where you just keep recycling through. If you believe Caleb Williams is the guy, is the end-all, be-all, then for sure take that pick. But unless you're 100% convinced that, I think you trade down and you have a lot of other well, holes you can fill in. They pretty much said that that's what they're going to do, I know. like that they're going to trade down. Uh, or not going to trade down. They're going to trade Justin Fields. Uh, Garrett is a huge Roma Dunze fan. Oh, love we, Rome. We, we chased him around. He's the only guy I think we legitimately chased around him, him at the Penix. Super Bowl. Yeah. Yeah, him and Penix, we tried to get him on. Ooh. But uh, we're rebuffed. So um, we, but uh, we love Roma Dunze. This is a very pro Roma Dunze. I think Roma Dunze and Caleb Williams together. Oh, that would like, be nice. If, the, if mm-hmm. the draft, if like the Bears, like you know, like couldn't draft anybody else after that, I think they would have That'd a good, good day. Yeah, I think they have a good day. So I would say Williams and a Dunze in the first round is a good one. Well, Zach, guess what? Garrett, is he passed the test? Definitely passed. Come back. Sweet. Yes, Zach has passed the I'll test. He's in the rotation now as a co-host. I don't know why I saluted, but that's there you fine. Go. No, that's what you're supposed to do. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, All right. Do I do that or do I do the tip? Like I feel, I feel more like Sam Elliott when I do that. We like should maybe tombstone. do the tip because it's not really a military esque thing. That's true. Obviously, you know, I couldn't show up to muster, you know, <laughs> looking like a broken jar of tomato sauce. <laughs> <laughs> So. I don't know why that's the one that got me. Oh, but, man. Uh, yeah, no, uh, yes, yeah, so that Zach will be back. Thank you guys for being patient. We are here for the rest of the afternoon uh, on into the early part of the evening uh, here at Pivo Var. So if you are looking for something to do and come to dinner night here in downtown Waco, happy hour for the whole time we're here. I think it's happy hour all day, as a matter of fact. Great beer, great food, fantastic atmosphere right here in downtown Waco. I mean, you look behind me. It's a cool-ass building. Oh, very I cool. Mean, it's very cool. So uh, beer made here on site. Like, they're, you know. You're, you're not like it's not this beer has never been on a truck. Only in its imagination has it been on a truck. <laughs> this beer, maybe it met a Coors Light one time, and the Coors Light's like, I was on a truck. And he's like, what's that like? <laughs> but no. what it pictures a truck is not a real truck. No, it's yeah. not. Like, it's, it's a, it doesn't know that. It's fresh, mate. It's all here. So that is uh, what we're doing today. Thanks to Zach. Thanks to Jack. And I did that because it would rhyme. And, of course, thanks to Garrett. Smoking Craig will be here in an hour. We'll see you then. Basketball heavy on today's show. Uh, hoop nuts should love it. This is the triple option on 365 Sports. Baylor alumni are more than 160,000 strong. When we all join hands to support our university, we don't just move the needle, we move mountains. Working together, we create life changing opportunities for students on the field, in the classroom, in the laboratory, 